welcome to another episode of the Hartman Group's Insatiable Appetite Podcast. I'm Melissa Abbott, Vice President of Hartman Retainer Services, and I'm here once again with my colleague, Danielle, who's a consultant on retainer services. It is summertime, and what is more iconic as a summer treat than ice cream? And today, whether it's dairy-free, vegan, plant-based, whatever you want to call it, ice cream has reached ubiquity. And from mainstream ice cream brands like Breyers or Ben & Jerry's to dairy-free brands like So Delicious, known for their dairy-free milks, to indie shops like Van Leeuwen, that's over there in Brooklyn, we're seeing a couple of plant-based varieties alongside dairy ice cream now is pretty standard. So we are based here in Seattle, and we have watched for the last few years as one particular plant-based ice cream scoop shop right here in our neighborhood, Frankie and Joe's. They are garnering quite a bit of national attention since opening three years ago for their really modern, innovative, and delicious interpretation of plant-based ice cream. And today, we're really excited to talk about why Frankie and Joe's ice creams and business model resonates with so many consumers, whether they're vegan or they are, they are, you know, uh, omnivorous consumer. So great to be here with you today, Danielle. Yeah, so excited to be here with you today, Melissa. And I think that their mission of, and I quote here, wanting to radically shift the way you think about ice cream really comes through when folks learn more about everything behind, behind this ice cream. So Frankie and Joe's is plant-based, but they also have this strong emphasis on flavor and sustainability relating to farmland, local economies, and around waste. And I think, you know, a lot of people would say that they've really changed folks' minds about what vegan or plant-based ice cream can can achieve. Yeah, absolutely right. And their style and their approach to the creation of ice cream isn't like an alternative to or lesser than a dairy-based ice cream. It stands just as strongly on its own with really beautiful ingredients that just happen to be plant-based. And this has a lot to do with the backgrounds of the minds behind Frankie and Joe's. That's Autumn Martin and Carrie Brunson. They've combined expertise in desserts, with fresh, simple, and plant-based cuisine. And you can really see how that comes through in their approach to ice cream making. So on the outside, Frankie and Joe's might look pretty similar to other very cool indie ice cream shops, but simply serving vegan or plant-based ice cream isn't what makes them stand out. And like many consumers, Autumn and Carrie believe that plant-based is better for the health of the people and the planet. And beyond health, though, their approach to their plant-based puts deliciousness and mindful sourcing and production front and center. So we're going to dive deeper into this, but at its core, we probably say their ability to resonate so well with consumers of all backgrounds lies in how their expression of plant-based intersects with aspects of really delicious flavor along with sustainability. Yeah, and that makes me think of a, another ice cream innovator, Jenny Brittenbauer of Jenny's Ice Creams, which is based in Ohio. She talks a lot about ice cream and memory. Mm. and how the two are so closely closely tied together and how nostalgia is this really key component of ice cream consumption. And, you know, as we're talking about plant-based, it's so interesting to consider this idea of memory and nostalgia when thinking about Frankie and Joe's ice cream. 
because for many adults, that wasn't really part of their ice cream experience growing up. But today's dairy-free versions or plant-based or, you know, whatever you want to call it, can certainly still connect to these qualities that spark nostalgia. And it can achieve these same connections through, you know, what we're talking about, flavor, narrative, texture, and something really doesn't have to be a replica to trigger our sense of memory and nostalgia. And many of Frankie and Joe's flavors that, you know, we'll, we'll chat about in just a minute. Don't worry, we'll totally talk about their delicious flavor. Uh, they're able to get at this sense of nostalgia this way. So one of the July seasonal flavors at Frankie and Joe's is blueberry crisp. And it uses a sweetened coconut sugar and maple syrup and blends Bowhill blueberries into their coconut oat milk base with clusters of buckwheat cashew crisp. So this is a super quintessential nostalgic summer flavor, but through this modern health and wellness and plant-based lens. Yeah, and that's a great point about nostalgia. Because on the other hand, we're also seeing so much innovation in the ice cream category that speaks to desires for pure and novel flavor exploration. And other flavors um, offer consumers completely new experiences that push boundaries of what and how good consumers think plant-based ice cream can actually taste. And plant-based foods, you know, they can get a bad reputation around flavor and even sourcing with, you know, where is the pea plant, uh, pea protein source from, uh, you know, how, how many different ingredients that might be genetically modified um, within soy or in there, etc. So we learned in our Food and Tech 2019 study that while plant-based ice cream offers ways for consumers to explore new foods and flavors, taste doesn't perform as well as perceptions of health or animal welfare or even environmental benefits. And like we said before, it seems like Frankie and Joe's success is rooted in how they have used plant-based as a philosophy to guide innovation around flavor, which is about using really fresh seasonal, hyper-seasonal, high-quality ingredients to achieve something that is really, it is plant-based, but it's also about discovery and taste. And because let's face it, at the end of the day, ice cream has to taste really good. <laughs> totally agree there. Flavor is so important and there's so much behind what goes into, you know, this idea of good flavor. And when we think about consumer trends around flavor, there's a couple of ways that Frankie and Joe's aligns with them. So when we think about the origins of good flavor, it actually starts before the kitchen in the soil. And how ingredients are grown is so important to cultivating flavor. How are crops maintaining healthy carbon levels? Are there pesticides or other chemicals used? Are there cover crops used during the off season? It's really utilizing minimally processed, fresh, seasonal, local ingredients because they taste good. This idea has gained so much traction over the years. And we see consumer behavior reflect this concept through growing demand for organic, as well as regenerative agriculture, which has a huge focus on soil health and the health of the environment. And this principle, these principles are really central to how Frankie and Joe's thinks about flavor too, that it starts with quality and very seasonal and hyper-local ingredients. Absolutely. And this commitment, like you're talking about, Danielle, to quality ingredients is something that Frankie and Joe's, they talk about a lot across a variety of platforms. And their facts page sums it up really well. Quote, we love traditions of slow, simple, and nutritious food. 
we also really, really appreciate a satisfying sweet treat. So for us, it's vital that we create an ice cream made from the most pure ingredients and process them minimally. And to protect their integrity and highlight their beauty, we keep our ingredient list short, bring out their natural flavors, and don't add any gums or other stabilizers. And we can also just, and that's the end of the quote, and we can also speak to how Autumn is really uh, connected to her audience, her consumers, and she has open dialogues with them um, within her Instagram feed about what they like, you know, what ingredients she's using. Uh, you know, when she was using a plant-based margarine that had a questionable ingredient, canola oil in it, she wanted feedback from her consumers. And, you know, she's she admitted she's not perfect and that they're on a journey. And so really it comes down to that ability to be able to have that conversation with consumers as a producer. Yeah, that's a great point. That that dialogue is so important for businesses today. And it really speaks to this idea of transparency and how consumers appreciate the process as opposed to this idea of perfection. Um, but going back to this quote, I think it really illustrates how ingredient quality and flavor are so interconnected and that this is a principle that really drives innovation at Frankie and Joe's. And if we look at their ice cream base, which is a house made sprouted cashew milk and gum free coconut milk that has a super luscious creamy texture. Um, I think this is really uh, exemplary of, of what, what they say that their philosophy is uh, as well as, you know, using seasonal fruits and vegetables. They even, incorporate adaptogens and superfoods and herbs to build flavor upon this base, um, as well as incorporating natural sweeteners such as date sugar and organic cane sugar. Yeah, and that's something that I, I personally love about Frankie and Joe's is that if you want to just go all in, you know, you can get a, one of their flavors that has, you know, the organic cane sugar in it. But if you're like, oh, I want to go a little bit, you know, more down to earth uh, and just get a, one of their varieties that's sweetened with date sugar, you know, that's an option too. So they really create a lot of flexibility in their offerings. Um, and again, at the end of the day, that flavor still shines through. So earlier I was mentioning how consumer desire for flavor expert experimentation and how ice cream is a particularly active category for that. And Frankie and Joe's definitely offers consumers opportunities to try these unusual new flavors and really get into that place of discovery. So another one of their July seasonal flavors is this bright, tart, and creamy kale lime leaf. So yeah, I know, <laughs> kale isn't an ingredient and certainly not a flavor that people typically see in an ice cream. And lime leaves are steeped in their coconut oat milk base and it's all homemade. And then they blend in whole leaves of organic lacinato kale sourced from local Ralph's greenhouse. And it might sound a little out there, but the kale really works with the lime leaf and the coconut base. It gives like this beautiful vegetal, but also creamy and delightful kind of experience that's very cooling. So, you know, she's doing some really interesting things. Um, and, you know, you might want to go, when you go into a Frankie and Joe's, you can have, you know, something that's really far out there, or you can try something that might be a little closer in, um, like their deep chocolate tahini flavor, which is a year round flavor that just always satisfies. So you can get a scoop of each and just kind of like play around a little bit. And that's one of the beautiful things about ice cream. Everything there really kind of just like levels up and it's always just so wonderful. 
That sounds delicious. And uh, also brings up a couple other things to mind in terms of their approach to ingredients and flavor. So thinking back to this uh, kale lime leaf flavor, it really speaks to their mission of shifting the way that consumers think about ice cream. First, it, it challenges assumptions around flavor through incorporating vegetables, and in this case, kale. Uh, I could imagine if we did a person on the street style interview asking people what they think about kale and ice cream, we might be met with some skepticism. And uh, second, (laughs) it it demonstrates the value of local sourcing. Um, If you look at many of Frankie and Joe's flavors, a lot of the ingredients are sourced through relationships with local farms and small companies uh, like Ralph's Greenhouse. Um, so this, this kale lime leaf flavor sources the organic kale from Ralph's Greenhouse, which is a family farm located on the bend of the Skagit River in northwestern Washington's Skagit Valley. So their, their flavors really illustrate and align with this mindset that has been gaining traction for some time now, that health and wellness and deliciousness can be one and the same. And as we continue to watch not only Frankie and Joe's ice cream innovation, but innovation across the food industry uh, that aligns with health and wellness values, taste will continue to be and continue to grow as a, a prominent factor in that. Yeah, I mean, that is something that we've continued to find in our research over the years is that um, regardless of how healthy something is, if it doesn't taste good, right, it's, it's not going to meet the mark. And thinking about other food culture trends that we're seeing move closer into the mainstream. Another aspect integral to Frankie and Joe's flavor development is sustainability. And while sustainability is increasingly perceived as a really general term, what it means for Frankie and Joe's is the idea of, I love this, tending to the earth and community. In addition to supporting the health and wellness of their customers, sourcing and production practices are chosen specifically to minimize environmental impact and support small communities. And an example of this is how Autumn, uh, the, you know, the main, the main brain behind Frankie and Joe's, she actually with, you know, vanilla being something that um, is scarcer, becoming increasingly expensive um, and something that a lot of ice cream makers actually started to opt out of because of the cost. She actually went to the farms, uh, took a trip and saw how vanilla was growing to be able to decide who was the right farm to be able to incorporate who, which vanilla into her product. So that, that's just an example there of how uh, how committed Frankie and Joe's is to the sustainable sourcing of their products. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, you know, it's sourcing locally for flavor, but there is definitely this community supportive aspect to it that, that can go beyond, you know, our, our local Washington community to a, a global community, like how you, how you were talking about with uh, the the vanilla sourcing. And it's interesting uh, thinking about how that partnership came about. It was through a conversation with a chef who was a friend um, of Autumn's and it led her to Norma at the Fancy Food Show. And so Norma is this fifth generation vanilla farmer and she actually runs this all woman uh, run farm in Veracruz, Mexico. So it's it's really this beautiful partnership, um, sort of mutually lifting up communities. I absolutely adore this story. It's just so meaningful. You know, and it's about this idea of when we think about other issues around sustainability, 
food waste, right? It's also top of mind for many consumers. And we're thinking about how we can be more mindful in our consumption as individuals. And there's a lot of innovative companies out there that are using upcycled ingredients in so many ways, like imperfect produce or regrained barnana, which uses uh, and regrained. They use upcycled spent grains from brewing and barnana. They're using bananas that didn't wouldn't have made it to market, essentially, um, and all to help support this value. And last year for Frankie and Joe's seasonal um, you know, offering around Earth Day, Hemp was an ingredient in one of their flavors, which uses less water and helps cultivate a healthier soil. So it really, it puts more nutrients back into the soil, in fact. And one of my favorite flavors from that same time, oh, the Golden State flavor. It was an ube, which is purple yam ice cream with, oh my gosh, one of my favorite things, orange marmalade. So, you know, some of their things on the surface, like when you just read them, you're like, wow, that sounds really out there but she they have a way of being able to incorporate things these flavors in such a delicious very culinary forward way and where upcycling comes in here is that they save the leftover orange rinds from one of their march flavors all right and use them to make the marmalade and marmalade has a lot of anti-inflammatory properties as well from all the vitamin C. So just think about that. So you've got your upcycling and your you know, reduction of inflammation and deliciousness all coming in together. So it goes to show that creative thought about the production process can tangibly make a difference in curbing waste. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned waste as that's something that we've heard consumers talking more about during COVID as something that they're becoming more conscientious of. Yeah, absolutely. And consumers, they're changing behaviors and their priorities uh, during this time. They're aligning with more than the food waste aspect of Frankie and Joe's. And our recent research during this whole coronavirus pandemic, it's been ongoing, quite frankly. We've seen multiple shifts in how consumers are approaching food and beverage. And with the threat of the virus, there's a strong emphasis on health uh, and specifically around prevention and immunity and choosing foods that are health supportive, which Frankie and Joe's ice cream, you know, it can be a permissible indulgence for those looking for that sweet treat that also aligns with wellness goals around processing and ingredient quality. You know, and also this is a really important one. There's a greater focus on personal and community empowerment through purchasing behavior. Consumers, they're voting with dollars to align their values and purchasing. And this often takes form in consciousness around purchasing from small businesses. Great point. And as we continue to navigate the pandemic and move into the future, we anticipate these values and practices around wellness and sustainability and importantly, taste uh, and discovery that Frankie and Joe's holds very close will continue to, to remain relevant with consumers. And on another note, a lighter note, it is almost 80 degrees here, which is very hot for us mm -hmm. in Seattle. And, uh, you know, talking, talking all about ice cream today, I could, I could really go for some. I agree with you there. There is uh, a flavor that they, uh, in addition to their deep uh, chocolate tahini, that is one of my personals. They also have a Jamaica chaga fudge. 
and uh, the ability to be able to get like a rich, delicious, cooling ice cream with chaga, one of my favorite adaptogens that helps, um, in, you know, with immunity. Uh, I think that might be something that I, I have to check into um, after the workday today. So I'm right there with you, Jan Danielle. You know, and here at the Hartman Group, we are continuously staying up to date on themes, trends, and issues in the food industry. And we are here to help you navigate any challenges as they relate to your business. Um, and whatever questions you have around consumers and what their thoughts are around plant-based indulgence and value or values, uh, we're here for you. So please don't hesitate to reach out to us with any questions that you may have. So thank you so much for joining me today, Danielle. And thank you all for listening. And please catch us again on the next episode of The Insatiable Appetite.